5: Terms and conditions apply.
0: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio.
6: So, believe it or not, there's a team in the NFL that I'm going to give some credit to because they did something that most people wouldn't have done. I'll explain who that is coming up here in just a couple of minutes. It's Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio. You can uh, find the show, as always, on the iHeartRadio app, Sirius XM Channel 83, and on all of our great Fox Sports Radio affiliates, wherever you are listening to the program right now. We always appreciate a few minutes of your time as we do it all live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. It is conference championship Sunday in most parts of the country in Alaska and Hawaii. I believe it's still Wednesday afternoon, but here we are conference championship Sunday here in the NFL. So we've got all sorts of stuff on the Jaguars and the Patriots. We've got uh, Vikings at Eagles. So we have all the show is loaded with all sorts of fun stuff on a conference championship Sunday. So we will get to that. But I do want to start with something. That, that I, I think that we can all sort of relate to it at a certain level. Like, you know, it's really tough to do sometimes. It's really hard to have an open mind. You know, like to keep your mind open and keep your options open. Because sometimes you're dead set on things. Like, you know, going in that you're only going to get this or you're only going to watch this movie or this is the only thing you're going to like. And then you just focus so much on that that you never, I mean, sometimes you miss maybe another great opportunity around you. Like, you ever, like, Think about someone or think about something you didn't think you'd like until you gave it a chance. Like, just visualize that in your mind. Just, it could be a food, it could be a musical group, a movie, a TV show, whatever. Like, just think about it. Because an NFL team could have gone the other way. And they could have just said, hey, you know what? We're only thinking about this and forget about all that. And they didn't. Okay? Like, you ever try sushi? You ever try a a food you thought you'd hate for the first time? I mean, somebody described sushi to you for the first time and you're like, are you out of your mind? Like, I don't want to eat goldfish. No, no, no. It's not like that. There's rice. There's You know, there's other things, too. Trust me. It's really, really good. And then you try it for the first time and you're like, eh, not that bad. I guess I kind of get it. I guess I kind of understand why that's a big thing. Like you end up liking it because you actually gave it a chance. But if you had just closed your mind up to the idea, you would have never walked into that and realized, oh, I have a taste for something like that. Game of Thrones. You ever seen the show Game of Thrones? All right. Growing up, I was never into Star Wars, space track, uh, uh, Bar Vader. 53po uh, like all those characters like those weird uh uh space starship movies and all that t- I, I I did not like any of that stuff just wasn't my thing like if you're into it that's fine like 82d2 or whatever that idiot's name is uh, who's the little like shiny guy that walks around uh looks like a, a garden gnome uh, that somebody spray painted it was like a little, little shiny guy that walks around He looks like a garden gnome that somebody somebody tagged up like a like a, a street tagging gang just got some uh got some chrome street tag stuff and started just spraying a garden gnome the next thing you know he got pissed and got up and started walking away Like it wasn't into any of that stuff like was never into that stuff and somebody told me just watch game of thrones i'm like listen man i don't want to see dragons flying saucers i just i'm not into that it doesn't do it for me and then i started watching and i was like Damn, this is pretty good. And then I started watching more, and I binged watch seasons 1 through 6 of Game of Thrones. Now, the names confused the hell out of me. I had to go back and look at stuff to get to get a, an idea for what it was like, but I would have never fallen into it. And now I hear it and now I hear the music or I watch the show and it's awesome. I love the show. It's one of my favorite shows of all time. But if I would have been closed minded to it and just assumed that it was like uh Barf track or whatever that stuff is called uh, that you guys made some of you guys like at Comic Con or whatever, if I would have thought it was like that, I would have never opened my mind up to it. Literally never never even thought about it. But I gave it a chance and lo and behold I actually liked it. Like, if you keep an open mind, you never know what you're going to end up really being into, and you never know what you're going to like. And there's an NFL team who did that on Saturday, and I totally commend them for it. The Tennessee Titans. They did that on Saturday by hiring Mike Vrabel as their head coach. Like, the thought around the league going into this head coaching vacancy... You remember uh, way back when, when the Tennessee Titans beat the Chiefs, and I told you on this show... Uh, Don't anybody think that all of a sudden Mike Malarkey's job's safe? Trust me, that game was as much about Kansas City losing it as it was Tennessee winning it. Nothing in that game showed me that Mike Malarkey's job was safe. But the Tennessee Titans, the thought going around that opening was you need to bring in somebody who's got, you need to bring in an offensive mind, and you need to have somebody who's going to be able to develop and work with Marcus Mariota. That's the goal here. Like, that, like, we all thought that. That that was the, the prevailing wisdom of amongst every, anybody who's watched football or covers football or anything. And you know what the Titans did? They didn't go that way. You know what they did? They didn't hire the guy that they thought that they wanted. They hired the best guy for the job. Like, it would have been easy to follow the trend. The supposed blueprint in a copycat league had already been set up. You saw what the Rams were able to do by hiring McVeigh, you saw what happened with Jared Goff. You're going to see Jimmy Garoppolo's development with Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco. You see Carson Wentz and how he developed in year two with Doug Peterson in Offensive Mind. Like, like You looked around and you said, there's enough examples here that that's the move. You got a young quarterback. He still hasn't put it all together. He's talented enough. It's supposedly a, quote, quarterback league, So you'd want to bring in an offensive guy. And Tennessee didn't do that. Tennessee looked at it and said, no, no, no. We're taking the best guy. Who's the best guy for the job? That's who we're hiring. Enough with this. Let's try and make it fit. Let's hire the best guy. Like If you're a team and you're not close to being great, and the Tennessee Titans are not close to being great, despite going to the playoffs and winning a game, and Titan fans, you know that's the truth. Why would you select anything by need? Seriously, like, like, why would you look at anything and say, well, we don't have one of those, let's grab it. Like, you need to get better. And if that means upgrading at, at, at a position in a draft that you already think you have somebody, then that's what you do because you need the best players available. And that's what Tennessee did with their coaching search. They took the best guy available. They didn't take a guy that, based on what they thought they needed. They took a guy that was the best one when they sat down, they gave them a vision of what their team could be if he was the guy running the show. You remember the Detroit Pistons? The Detroit Pistons, in the draft years and years ago, decided, well, you know, there's ah, we already have Tayshaun Prince. Nah, you know, nah, no. we don't need to take Carmelo Anthony. No, we'll take Darko Milicic. Okay, Last you saw or heard of Darko Milicic, he was an MMA fighter in some goat ranch somewhere. Who? In, uh, in Bosnia or wherever the hell he was at. Like, he was fighting MMA. That's all I know. <laughs> but that's a team who thought, well, then no, we're going to draft by need. We need that. No, you should have taken the best player available and then you figure it out. Mike Tomlin in Pittsburgh. How do you think Mike Tomlin got the job in Pittsburgh? The Steelers weren't really seriously considering hiring Mike Tomlin. You know, they they weren't sure if they wanted to go that way. They weren't sure if they wanted to have that type of personality in the locker room after Bill Cower. So you know what they did? They gave him an interview. And then all of a sudden, he blew him away in the interview. And they said, man, you know, let's open our minds up a little bit and give this guy an opportunity. And guess what? Super Bowl later and a damn good record in Pittsburgh, and he's a damn good coach, despite what you've heard recently. And it's all because they open their mind. Like, you take the best person available. You don't take what you think you need. Like, if you walked into... If if you're a guy out there, and you say, well, I'm only going to date blondes. (laughs) Sorry, only blondes for me. I got no interest in anybody else. And all of a sudden, you bump into somebody, and she's sweet, and she's nice, and she pays for your drink, and she comes from a good family, and she works really hard, and so kind, and she is gorgeous. Are you going to say, listen, I'm not really that interested because you're a brunette. No, come on. Stop. Like You take the best person available. You don't go in with any preconceived idea of what you think that you need. You go with what ends up being the best for you. And for Tennessee... They didn't go in thinking, we've got to have this to fit this or that to fit that. They went in and said, you know what? This guy, we like his vision. We like the idea of what he's willing to build here. And we'll trust that he can find an offensive mind. But that's the guy for the job. And I actually like what Tennessee did. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, you can listen to the show also on the iHeartRadio app as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. 877-99 on Fox is the phone number. 877-996-6369. You can also get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox. Up next... We may have just solved one of the biggest mysteries in recent NFL history. Find out how next here on FSR. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, So we may have uh, just solved one of the NFL's biggest mysteries. We'll explain what that is coming up here in just a couple of minutes here on Fox Sports Radio. I do want to welcome in the crew that will be here uh, working hard all throughout the show. Uh, Normally now, they're going to be here until 6 a.m. Eastern time. This is a big show. It's Conference Championship Sunday, man. This is big time here. So clearly, no stone unturned, and the budget is wide open here. Um, which is why Steve DeSager's is working so hard that, uh, that he is putting stuff together. So we will not go to Steve Desager now because he was so busy putting stuff together as we speak. Uh, but Iowa Sam is here, our technical producer. He is ready to rock and ready to talk. Good to the last drop. Straight cash, homie. Yeah. We got that budget. That's where that's all where all money's going. It's going yeah. to Steve Desager, damn straight, because he's back there punching buttons and no, he's putting working he, overtime. He, he's, dude, Steve DeSager's is the best in the business. man. Oh, he is. Um, he, he, is. He, uh, he 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 will, he will work in ninety stories in a thirty-second update, and it's like you're just a just a stroll through the park, just so easy and so smooth. And he does it better than anybody. I love Steve Desager. Um, Mike Mayer is your executive producer here at Fox Sports Radio. Michael. Michael. Ready to roll Jonas Championship Sunday. Very excited. Yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be a fun, uh, fun Sunday. Even though, the listen, I know a lot of people look at the games and they go, ah, you know, these quarterback matchups, blah, blah, blah. Come on. It's a last chance for, for doubled-up football for a long time, so enjoy it. Don't bitch and moan too much. And if we, you know, who knows? Maybe we'll get a Brian Hoyer appearance. You never know. Which leads me to what we were discussing. So everybody's trying to figure out. Okay, so what happened to Tom Brady? You know, what happened to Tom Brady's hand? We did a whole show last night centered around Tom Brady's hand. People were writing in jokes. We had uh, people making Jim Abbott comparisons, Kingpin... Uh, I believe there was even a Helen Keller reference that was totally offensive. There was a thing from Adam's family, like all sorts of stuff, because everybody was enthralled with the idea of Tom Brady's hand. We even got a reference to the Chargers security guard who was fired and was taken to court because somebody caught him on camera playing pocket pool. So we ran the gamut. Wall-to-wall coverage of Tom Brady's hand on yesterday's show. But still, at the end of all that, nobody knew what the hell was going on with his hand. We got conflicting reports. We heard uh, the webbing in his hand was split by a football that he was handing off. We don't know who he was handing off to. We heard he hit his hands on on a knuckle of a helmet. Like, nobody could figure out what it was. But we think that we may finally have an answer. Okay. after all that, we think that we might finally have an answer. Okay, because according to Adam Schefter of ESPN, it was announced that Brady is going to start. What a stunner. Everybody expected him to sit out this game, but his hand was stitched up. It was the right hand. It was cut during a handoff to running back Rex Burkhead on practice on Wednesday's practice. That according to Adam Schefter. Okay," said the injury it did not cause any lim- ligament damage, no bone breaks, no dislocated fingers, just stitches right now. So Brady is wearing the glove, uh, similar to the glove that he wore at the press conference on Friday afternoon. So we think, okay, you look at it and you go, all right, so here we go. The mystery has been revealed. Uh, we, we now know what happened to Tom Brady's hand. We know that he's going to start. Big mystery revealed. The NFL breathes a sigh of relief. Okay, they breathe a sigh of relief because they didn't want to have to worry about a Final Four of Hoyer, Bortles, Keenum, and Foles. Okay, because that is like the CFL's D League. So, no! you, know, you think, you think, mystery solved. We got everything. Uh, we got everything figured out. And then all of a sudden, Bob Kraft, the owner of the New England Patriots is on uh, WBZ-TV on Saturday night. And uh, he was asked about his thought process on the Tom Brady injury. And let's listen to Bob Kraft, and let's all see if we all together notice something about old Bobbo.
3: I got to bring up the topic because it's a hot topic. Hand handemonium. Hand When you found out oh, that your quarterback was hurt, did your heart skip a beat? Or are you Okay. Uh, well, more than my heart. <laughs> and, um, you know, uh, I actually was in Florida for a day and a half. And I was out in a restaurant. And uh, I got a call from my favorite quarterback, Face- FaceTime, and uh, saw, saw his situation. So then I got up here quickly and... Uh, to see firsthand, and um, I saw him throw a few out at practice, and uh, it made me feel a lot better. made you feel better. But it's still a challenge, you know, uh, it was an unfortunate force majeure item, and uh, so now we hope for the best. He's a real competitor, as we all know, and, uh, you know, we have a pretty good balanced team, and... Sometimes these issues help you bring the team together, too.
6: So that was a Patriots owner, Bob Kraft, courtesy of WBZ-TV on Saturday night. Now, because we had mentioned before our our big budget that we have here, just a really, really large budget, just for this show only, we were able to also catch up with Bob Kraft uh, right after that interview.
0: J&B straight and a Corona.
6: Double absolute martini. He was hammered, right? Okay, <laughs> like, like, and, and I'm not trying to be reckless here, okay, and I hope there's nothing wrong, but didn't it sound like Bob Kraft was bombed? Okay. Maybe. No, no, Marshawn, let's have an honest conversation here. You don't play for the New England Patriots. You're not even in the playoffs anymore. Let's be honest about this. Was Bob Kraft drunk? Yeah. Okay. I mean, am I crazy? Did, did anybody else notice that the, that the the the, the slurring... Uh, come on! That like that's all the key ingredients to being able to tell whether or not somebody's been bending the elbow quite a lot. Okay, that's um, that's all I'm saying. And there's a big game coming up, so maybe he wants to you know just kind of ease some tension, ease some nerves, throw a few back. There was a, a UFC event in in Boston earlier on set. So, I mean, come on! Like there's there's a lot of opportunities this weekend to really get after it in Boston. Okay, like just play Bob Kraft again, and you can fast forward to any part. Of this minute and change, back and forth conversation he had with WBZ TV, and it's evident within the first four to five seconds of him talking that it seems like he's ripped.
3: I got to bring up the topic because it's a hot topic. Handemonium, hand When you found out oh, that your quarterback <laughs> was hurt, <laughs> sound did sounds did like Harry halt, Carey. Skip a beat, are you okay? <laughs> uh, well, more than my heart. <laughs> What does that even mean? And, uh, said, uh, you know, uh, I actually was in Florida for a day and a half. <laughs> and I was out <laughs> in a restaurant. And uh, <laughs> I got a call from my favorite quarterback. <laughs> my face- favorite quarterback.
6: FaceTimed. Oh, man. My favorite quarterback. He FaceTimed him. Yeah. I got a call from my favorite quarterback. Day and a half. I, You know, if that reporter had any any comedic bone in his body he would have followed up with uh, so when you FaceTime Brian Hoyer what happened? Just to see how hammered Bob Craft was <laughs> so listen he's trying to uh, I mean let's let's be honest here okay now you can also uh, let me know on Twitter at the Jonas Knox was Bob Kraft drunk there yes or no? Okay. Yes or no, was he drunk? Was he intoxicated during that? All right. Because I don't want to be reckless. I don't want to have Bob Kraft or the Patriots come after me saying I called him out for being drunk when he wasn't. But it does sound like he was a little bit tipsy. That's it. That's all I'm pointing out. So if you would like to tweet me and let give me your opinion, you can do so at the Jonas Knox. All right. that, that's all I've noticed. So now we know mystery solved. On one end, Tom Brady suffered the injury to his hand, stitches, no ligament damage, no bone break, no nothing on Wednesday. Uh, That's why he was wearing the glove as he was handing off to Rex Burkhead. Okay, so he suffered the injury. Rex Burkhead is the culprit. All right. But now the mystery is, was Bob Kraft drunk during that interview? So one mystery goes away and another one appears. So we'll get that solved at some point throughout the show at the Jonas Knox on Twitter. 877-99 on Fox is the phone number coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, Up next, we are going to find out uh, how that situation in the NFL has impacted a lot of people. And you may even be one of them. Okay, so find out what we're talking about next here on Fox Sports Radio. But for all the latest, it's Steve Desager.
1: In the NBA's feature matchup Saturday night at Houston, the Rockets defeated Golden State 116-108. Chris Paul with 33 points and 11 rebounds. Golden State had won 14 straight road games. Oklahoma City dominated its matchup at Cleveland 148-124. The Cavs have dropped 10 of their last 14 games. In the late contest at Portland, the Blazers sent Dallas to another loss, 117-108. Damian Lillard with 31 points from three-point range. He started 7-for-7. Online car shopping can be... Be confusing not anymore with true price from true car now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car so visit true car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience upset losses in college basketball for number four oklahoma it lost in overtime at oklahoma state losses for seventh ranked wichita state number eight texas tech 18th ranked kentucky and number 24 tcu tennessee titans new head coach mike vrabel i'm steve Desager.
6: Thanks, Steve. Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Um, So we will get to uh, later on this hour whether or not Bob Kraft was hammered. We'll play that back for you, and you can decide yourself whether or not the Patriots owner on the eve of the biggest game of the season was ripped out of his gourd. So we'll get to that here coming up in about, uh, about 12, 15 minutes from now. But right now here on Fox Sports Radio, uh, Payne from PayneInsider.com, NFL analyst, professional sports better, always kind enough to join us here on Fox Sports Radio throughout the NFL season. And Payne, I want to get right to it because everybody's talking about this, this Tom Brady hand injury and how the line moved, and I'm I'm under the, the feeling that I could actually see this line creep up back towards where it was originally at, at New England, uh, right around minus nine, just based on people sort of taking a step back and realizing maybe we're overreacting to this whole thing.
2: It's a great question. There's been a lot of fluctuation with this Jacksonville-New England line. So initially it opens nine, and the sports books are trying to protect themselves with teaser bets, right? Because that six-point teaser when the spread's nine, can't get you below that key number of three. So they're trying to protect themselves initially, and it backfired a little bit because professional bettors sent some dummy money into the market to get it to nine and a half, where they bought Jacksonville plus ten. That's the sharp position in this game. Now, Obviously, professional bettors didn't see this situation unfolding with Tom Brady, but Friday he hits the presser stand and he shows up in bright red gloves He's not really doing anything with his right hand. He's not addressing it. And you see the market take a massive effect just on what's going on up at the podium. And this line goes from 8.5 to 8 to 7.5 to 7 at most shops. And really, you know, the total is what took some drastic move all the way from 47 down to 44.5. And that 47 is a real key number in the totals market. So we did see a reaction to Tom Brady going up there with bright red gloves, not addressing questions about the hand. And that's the biggest thing that we've seen in the market so far this week.
6: I just think uh, I, I find it hard to believe that the team that, that adapts and makes adjustments better than any other team in the league with with almost a week in advance – in finding out about this injury wouldn't have a plan B or wouldn't know how to handle this situation. That's why I saw all the all the movement, and it's like, first of all, we don't even know how the injury occurred. We're hearing conflicting reports that it split the webbing on his hands. We heard another report that he hit a... a, a a buckle on a helmet, and it cut the 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 top knuckle open, and that 's why he was wearing we don 't even know exactly which hand it is like nobody like we, we don't know anything like they haven 't given us any information that 's why I was wondering why the big jump in, in in this and whether or not it was just an overreaction it just there's there's so many things missing with this story how people can just dive in and go yep they're screwed i don't get it
2: the one thing that for, for sure it happened. Let's put that out there. It definitely happened. Oh, I have good sources that yeah. said this, this this transpired for sure. Um, when you think about just Tom Brady, he doesn't want to miss practice reps. He's a killer. The guy is uber-focused. So I think there's something here if he's not practicing for sure. Um, the extent of it, who knows? There's been lots of doctors, team doctors that have come out and said, listen, by game time, he's going to be absolutely fine. Now, Will it impact how he holds the ball? If he wears a glove on his throwing in, something he doesn't like to do, will that affect the touch? Certainly all plausible, but he's absolutely going to be out there. He's absolutely going to play this game. Um, And I think there's matchups to be had. I know how good this Jacksonville defense is, but if you look at how you can attack them and how you can beat them offensively, it's really how the New England Patriots operate. Um, We've had teams face the Jacksonville Jaguars earlier in the season, the Indianapolis Colts. They just line up three wide receiver sets, and they're an 11 personnel, and, and that's not how you beat Jacksonville. You want to use your two tight end formations. You want to line up, maybe use two running backs. Um, we know the Jacksonville Jaguars like to play man coverage defense. Well, New England's going to run a lot of those crossing routes that they love to do. They're going to run a lot of these rubs. I think there's going to be some success there. You can also run on Jacksonville. This could be a Deon Lewis game the way he's progressed late in the season. Rex Burkhead's going to be back. So there's going to be all weapons available here for the New England Patriots, and I just don't see it where they're going to be shut down completely because of Tom Brady in this hand against this vaunted defense. I think you can you can beat this defense in certain areas.
6: He is Payne from PayneInsider.com, professional sports better NFL analyst, joining us here as he does every single week on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox with you. Um, Blake Bortles. All right, Now, you and I talked about this. Weeks and weeks and weeks ago, and you were saying that there was sharp money, people interested in betting the Jags as a, as a dark horse Super Bowl team, but Blake Bortles was the wild card. From what you've seen, is this somebody that you're willing to buy into a little bit more? He hasn't thrown an interception in the, in the playoffs. He's, he's won both games. From what you've seen and from people you talk to, are you willing to buy into Blake Bortles as a legitimate Super Bowl quarterback now?
2: I don't think so but he has come a long way from the preseason and in these two teams actually it's a great great little tidbit here is jacksonville and new england spent the summer practicing against each other they had scrimmages about an entire week together before their preseason game and at that point blake Bortles was an absolute mess so he's come a long way with his confidence you look at the pittsburgh game late in that game it's easy to play from a lead when you're up 21 in that game there was one-score games, and Blake Bortles out there converting third downs, has the huge third down conversion to Marquise Lee. Then they go play action on first down. He hits Cole in stride. There was a throw to um, T.J. Yeldon. It was a third down and five. Yep. He scans the field. Looks the middle, line. looks right. Comes all the way back to his fourth progression. Hits Yeldon perfectly in stride. He made a lot of big throws in that game late on third down that sealed the victory. So it just depends what Blake Bortles we're going to get here because that wasn't the Bortles we saw the previous week in Buffalo. The key here is getting Bortles confidence. You can see when he's struggling, his body reflects it, Um, his mannerisms reflect it. You have to get him confidence early, and I think this is the big thing, and a lot of people will talk about throwing on first down It's how you throw on first down, and I'm not quite sure this New England defense is, let's just put it, Frank, they're not as stupid as the Pittsburgh uh, Steelers. They're not going to just bite on all these play actions. They're not going to be out of position. When Ryan Shazier goes down, hey, we're going to attack the backups. Um, We're going to manipulate their eyes, and that's what we saw that worked so well for Jacksonville on early downs where linebackers are out of position and you see tight ends streaking across the middle of the field. You see wide receivers streaking across the middle of the field. I think New England's defense is just too smart for that. And one thing that we've seen just the last, you know, three, four weeks, New England's doing a fantastic job stopping the run, which they hadn't done all season, but they've done a great job the last month. Talk about the first 12 weeks of the season. New England only had eight sacks leading up to the first meeting against Miami. 33 sacks from Week 12 on, so the defensive line has been much improved for New England.
6: Uh, Payne from PayneInsider.com, professional sports better NFL analyst, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio, Jonas Knox with you. Um, The end of the Vikings-Saints game. Now, everybody wants to talk about the Stephon Diggs play. It's going to go down in history. Where were you when it happened? Uh, Forget all that. Why don't we talk about the fact that they took a knee on the extra point when the betting line for a lot of people was at five and a half. What did that, and I don't know if there's an actual number that's come out yet, but from people you've talked to around the industry, what did that do? And how big was the swing from one side to the other with that decision in that game?
2: Can I be old man, get off my lawn, mean guy? Let's go. All right. So professional bettors did quite well with this game. And we talk about this being a market all the time. Early in the week, Minnesota opened 3.5, and and that's what a lot of professional bettors laid with the Minnesota Vikings, minus 3.5, minus 4. That line on game day got up to 6.0. And we saw some movement back from professionals at plus six on the Saints. So professional betters did very well with that game. There's a lot of manipulation in the market. If you're betting on game day and got five and a half, certainly that was a tough break for you. But sportsbooks actually did very, very well with this game. As shocking as that's gonna sound when I say very well, means they broke about even. It could have been an absolute mess of things if the Saints won outright for that game. That would have been their worst decision because there's a lot of people People going to the well with Drew Brees on the money line. We see a lot of recreational betters entering the market this late in the season. So if you can get 2-1 to on Drew Brees against Case Case Keenum, sign me up for that. That's what a lot of the recreational betters were thinking. So this was actually not a bad result at all for the house. It actually would have been even better if they kicked the point after and covered all numbers because 5.5 was the most prominent number on game day, and that's when the public does a majority of their wagering.
6: I trust Case Keenum more than I trust Nick Foles, but there's something about that place and that environment. And I I just, I look at it like, could this be a setup game or or a letdown game for Minnesota? What do you make of the Eagles-Vikings-NFC title
2: game? Uh, This is absolutely a a tough game. We see where the market opened. There was professional money early in the week on Philadelphia at three and a half, even some three. We're now looking at soft three trending towards two and a half. There's a couple shops this week. That went to two and a half, didn't seem to, to stick. It went right back to three. I think the biggest matchups in these games is which one of these offensive lines is going to protect the quarterback with potential question marks. I like Case Keenum much better. I've been waving that flag all season. He has had a fantastic year. I think a lot of people aren't quite sure what he is, and I look at his previous situations and say, hey, there's a reason Jeff Fisher's fired. It's because of his incompetence on offense. Um, There's a reason Bill O'Brien's been on the hot seat. It's because the offense, he's an offensive guy, just hasn't been doing as well as, as the folks in Houston thought he would do. I think he's in a good situation now. Um, Last week, he was horrible under pressure. The Vikings offensive line was horrible in the second half. He was constantly getting caved in. Case Keenum had a passer rating of five when he was under pressure last week. But overall, he's been good on the season. I think the Vikings are going to have a little bit more success here. One thing concerns me is I know Philadelphia was all in. They had kind of two weeks, the bye week to right the ship, get back on on the horse, so to speak. But you look at what they did offensively with Nick Foles. It was a lot of college offense. It was a lot of basic stuff. It was a lot of RPO stuff. And the Atlanta Falcons, they play zone defense. They play off you. They're 29th in passing defense. It's going to be a little different ballgame here with Minnesota's defense. They defend the short pass extremely well. They play man press. One thing we have kind of noticed here. Nick Foles is struggling with his deep pass. This season, he's two for 18. I think Minnesota will test it, play tight man coverage, and make Nick Foles throw into tight windows.
6: Uh, From a gambling line, what would be the best matchup in the Super Bowl? Like, What would be the closest betting line in the Super Bowl and which two teams would be involved?
2: (laughs) It's the one nobody wants. It's the one the NFL doesn't want. It's the one the fans don't want. The closest one would be Jaguars-Eagles. That would be Jaguars (laughs) minus one at this point. Okay, that would be the look ahead on that line. But, man, that would be disappointing. (laughs) The NFL is sure hoping for the Patriots. (laughs) That is for sure with Tom Brady's star power. And, of course, the Minnesota Vikings. That's a story. Playing it in their backyard the first time ever. A team hosting the Super Bowl. So that would get great play. So the NFL, and I think all fans, are rooting for Patriots-Minnesota. If it's Jaguars Eagles, you're going to have a tougher job talking Super Bowl for the next two weeks, my friend.
6: Uh, pain from PayneInsider.com. and by the way, I take offense to that, pal. We, we do we do weekend overnight radio here. <laughs> Try that in July, okay? Like that it is, is true. it is an Your art is form. Much yeah, it is an art form to pull that off in July. Um, tell everybody. Speaking of art forms, you have a uh, podcast with Todd Furman. You guys release it every single week, big time on the NFL. I know college basketball March Madness will be heating up soon. Where can everybody go to find that?
2: Yeah, just go to iTunes or SoundCloud, search Bet the Board, and subscribe. We had a huge breakdown of both these games if you want to listen to it. you know, Just a little deeper dive on both conference championship games before they they kick off on Sunday.
6: Uh, Payne from PayneInsider.com, professional sports better, NFL analyst. Get him on Twitter, at PayneInsider. Always good stuff. Thanks, pal. We appreciate it. Enjoy the games. Jonas Knox Fox Sports Radio coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios 87799 on Fox the phone number you can get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox Up next though the results are in we uh, will find out whether or not the mystery the latest mystery in the NFL that we have just discovered we'll find out if we have solved that that's next here on FSR Jonas Knox Fox Sports Radio Coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. <laughs> man, God smacks. Stinks. This bed stinks. We're rolling through all their greatest hits these oh, man. Uh, next that, couple weeks. that'll take ten minutes. Good God. It's like the same thing. Yeah, oh, yeah. Do it. Ah, same thing every song. By the way, if you're listening to the podcast, you have no idea what we're talking about. But yeah, Sam's Jonas going, yeah, yeah Sam. Yeah. Sam likes to play music that he knows is going to piss me off and rattle my cage. It's like 99% of what I play. Yeah. 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 Turn it up. Yeah. Oh, God, man. It sounds like every karaoke bar... And a guy with the mic and a biker jacket on. thats that is, This is the go-to for every one of them.
4: When you're drunk, that, those are the only noises you yeah, can make. You, you, don't, you, Yah! Don't, Yah! You, don't,
6: you don't need to hit high notes. You've been drinking Jack Daniels and, and smoking 50 cigarettes an hour for the last two days. So like, you don't need to hit high notes. Why sing Tool, A Perfect Circle, or, or Duran Duran when you can sing Godsmack? It's like a garbage disposal down there. Are you done yet? Yes. We're trying to do a show. I'm done. Are we back on the air? No. Okay. 877-99 on Fox, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. All right, speaking of that. We were trying to figure out, because we think that we may know whether or not Tom Brady, uh, how he injured his hand. The latest report says it was on uh, Rex Burkhead. He bumped into Rex Burkhead. But then we heard the webbing was so... Like, we don't know. We have no idea. Like, like Nobody really has any idea. And until I actually see the hand or video of the hand, I'm not willing to buy anybody's story. Okay, But we do know that Bob Kraft spoke on Saturday night, and I asked the question... Was Bob Kraft drunk during this interview? And I'm, I'm asking in all seriousness because I'm not sure. Maybe it's he's a little nervous before night before the AFC title game, whatever. But is Bob Kraft drunk? So we're going to play this again, and I will read your responses on Twitter because you, I'm noticing a trend here. So let's go ahead and take it away. i got to bring up the topic because it's a hot topic. Handamonium. Handamonium.
3: When you found out oh, this- that your quarterback was hurt, did your heart skip a beat? Are you okay? Uh well, more than my heart. <laughs> and um, you know uh I actually was in Florida for a day and a half. And I was out in a restaurant and uh I got a call from my favorite quarterback. Face- FaceTime and uh saw saw his situation. So then I got up here quickly and uh, to see firsthand and um, I saw him throw a few out at practice, and uh, it made me feel a lot better. <laughs> made you feel better but it 's still a challenge you know uh, it was an unfortunate force majeure item, and uh, so now we hope for the best he 's a real competitor as we all know, and uh, You know, we have a pretty good balanced team, and sometimes these issues help you bring the team together, too.
6: Oh, yeah. While he was talking, Mike Mayer just ran over to the liquor store. We don't have a producer this segment because of this. So we have asked your opinion on Twitter, so here are some of the responses. Hammered, no doubt. I don't believe Bob Kraft was drunk. Signed, Joe Namath. Yes, he was. He was either plastered or I can't read that on the air. (laughs) Uh, Bob Kraft didn't sound like he had food all over his shirt. Signed, Baker Mayfield. (laughs) Possibly, but we need an answer. Bob was blasted. Not ripped, just feeling good. There's a fine line there. And friggin' Bob Kraft was absolutely sozzled. So the results are in. Old bend-the-elbow Bob on the eve of the AFC Championship. We got more next! So we may have some bad news for one of the final four participants in the NFL playoffs. I'll tell you who that is coming up here in just a couple of minutes. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app, SiriusXM XM, Channel 83, and on all of our great Fox Sports Radio affiliates, wherever you are right now, we appreciate you uh, being part of the program as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. So uh, Conference Championship Sunday is here. There's been a lot of the- uh, conversation about what's going on with Tom Brady, Tom Brady's injury, um, you know whether or not uh, d- he'll, he'll be 100% and all that stuff. We still don't know I- exactly which injury occurred. We've heard three different versions so far. We've heard he banged it on a teammate's helmet, the buckle on somebody's helmet, which I could buy that doing some damage. I actually playing uh, high school football in an old tackling drill that they used to do called bowl in the ring, it was this this tackling drill, this old school, way back in the day. It's completely outlawed now because it's too dangerous. But um, there would be one guy in the middle of, it, there'd be like seven or eight different uh, players around in a circle. and There'd be one guy in the middle. And they would yell out, each player was assigned a number. And they'd yell out that number and they would run full speed and you would hit. And you, I mean, we're talking five yards away. So this is full contact, five yards away, and it was called bowl in the ring. And so, you know, you feel kind of dizzied afterwards because you're colliding with other human beings at full speed, five yards away, you know, for a minute or two minutes or whatever it was. And I remember doing it one year. And when I hit a guy, I lifted my right arm up to finish through with the hit. And my right arm grazed the buckle on his helmet. And completely gash my forearm. Like there's been there's been uh, stuff about how uh, I believe it was out here in Southern California where I think there was a coach who got in big trouble because they found out that they were filing the buckles on his team's helmets to a point to where they were just ripping players' arms up as they were trying to tackle guys. Like so, I I when I heard the oh he hit it on on the buckle of a helmet, I sort of bought it. But then I was thinking, well, why would why would they be going that full speed in the practice leading up to the AFC Championship game, especially in a league where you can't touch the quarterback, especially Tom Brady in practice? It didn't make any sense. So we think, okay, uh, all right, so it's not that story. Okay, well, well, then which story is it? Is it that he went to go hand off Tom Brady and it split the webbing of his hand trying to hand the ball off? Like That story was floated out. Then there was another one that... Um, You know, that he uh, bashed his knuckles. and, And like, there's just, we've heard so many different stories. The one that we think is true now is that he had to get a few stitches on his right hand because as he was handing the ball off to Rex Burkhead, they collided. It caused a gash on his hand. Apparently there was, quote, blood everywhere. Take that for what you will. Blood everywhere. And... No ligament damage, no uh, no broken bone, no nothing like that. But he had to get stitches, and he's wearing the glove on his hand to protect the stitching. So uh, I I mean, nobody really knows exactly what the injury is. We're just hearing different accounts and hearing what's going to happen. I just I struggle with the idea of buying into Blake Bortles winning a game in Foxborough. Uh, against that Patriot. Team. I just, I, sh- I struggle with it. I can't wrap my mind around it. And maybe that's just because I, I can't picture it. So I just assume, ah, you know, <laughs> this isn't going to happen. I just, I, I don't think, I think it's going to be fine. I think they've had enough time to prepare. I think a lot of this is is sort of an overreaction because it's Tom Brady and it's the Patriots and all that. But I have heard something, okay? I've heard something. And I believe this to be true because the person that told me I really trust, and they're really connected. Okay, and I heard this uh, early this morning, or, or early Saturday morning. Okay, so um, t- before I get to that, I want to I want to because this 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 backs up what I have heard from somebody else. Okay, so the NFC Championship game. Is that uh, 640 Eastern Time is kickoff on Fox 340 Pacific time. And so going into that game, I really liked the Eagles. like I saw the the line. I wondered how much of a letdown that would be for the Minnesota Vikings, you know coming off that big win last week. Uh, I just I looked at how the Eagles defense played and I, and I just sort of kind of took a step back and said, what is my gut telling me? And the Eagles are getting 3 points. They're an underdog again at home, but I just look at it and I go, "Man, they're playing at home. The defense played their asses off last week against I think a better quarterback than 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 Case Keenum and I think probably a better offense than the Minnesota Vikings uh with with more dangerous weapons uh, and I just say, "Ah, you know, like everything going into it leads me to believe That I think Philadelphia is going to win that game, despite being a three-point underdog. I think Minnesota is a better team, but I think Philadelphia is going to win that game. I just like the spot. And then I had a conversation with somebody. So before I tell you what I heard, um, earlier in the show, Payne, our professional sports better NFL analyst, was with us here on Fox Sports Radio. And he brought something up about this game between the Eagles and the Vikings so I want to play this for you, and then I'll tell you what somebody else told me about this game that you should be very cautious of because it is not good news for somebody involved. Here's Payne from uh, from last hour here on Fox Sports Radio.
2: One thing concerns me is I know Philadelphia was all in. They had kind of two weeks, the bye week to right the ship, get back on the on the horse, so to speak. But you look at what they did offensively with Nick Foles. It was a lot of college offense. It was a lot of basic stuff. It was a lot of RPO stuff. And the Atlanta Falcons, they play zone defense. They play off you. They're 29th in passing defense. It's going to be a little different ballgame here with Minnesota's defense. They defend the short pass extremely well. They play man press. One thing we have kind of noticed here. Nick Foles is struggling with his deep pass. This season, he's two for 18. I think Minnesota will test it, play tight man coverage, and make Nick Foles throw into tight windows.
6: So that was uh, paying our professional sports better NFL analyst earlier on in the show, all right? Here's what I heard. And the person that told me, I trust a lot because he's been pretty spot on with several things that he's told me. So somebody else told me that the rumor going around is that Nick Foles is injured. That Nick Foles has got a shoulder injury. And the shoulder injury is bad enough that he got a shot either earlier this week or last week before the Vikings game. And that he's been dealing with this injury for quite a while. Okay, That's why there was discussions about possible retirement, that Nick Foles was floating that around before the season. A lot of people tried, oh, you know, Jeff Fisher and all that. no. Nick Foles is dealing with an injury, okay? And that's why he is struggling throwing those deep balls. Because you remember the first ball he threw last week against Atlanta that looked like somebody had shot a pigeon from the press box? That's because Nick Foles can't throw the ball downfield, okay? Here's what else I heard. Doctors are noticing it. And certain people connected because certain doctors know each other and and are friends with certain people have spotted it and have floated it out there and and have been watching and sort of tracking Nick Foles and the way he's been able to throw the ball. And that somebody has already notified the Minnesota Vikings of it, that the Vikings have been made aware that, listen, this guy can't throw the ball downfield. He can't complete a deep pass. Okay, he's a backup quarterback with a bum wing. He can't throw the ball downfield. This person told me the Vikings were made aware of it on either Thursday or Friday. It could have been been even, but I believe it was Friday. And that just, it's something to watch out for. Okay, and this this is somebody that I trust because they have talked to a, a doctor involved in, in a roundabout way in this situation, that Nick Foles has been dealing with a shoulder injury, that they have not wanted to get out there, that he was shot up either, either earlier this week or last week to deal with the pain, but it's, it, but it's severe enough to where it is totally hampering how he throws the ball downfield. That's why he, the opening, the, the pass he threw downfield that got called for a PI last week looked as bad as it did. You go back and you watch some of the tape and you go, oh boy, this could be an issue. So everybody's focusing on Brady's injury and whether or not he can play because he's got a couple of stitches. That is something to watch because it's the Nick Foles injury that nobody is talking about. And again, I it is somebody that I really trust who gave me the information, and that's why I'm sort of taking a step back and and now I have to rethink who I like in this game. Okay. It doesn't mean that doesn't mean the game's over. It doesn't mean that that Philly can't win this game. I mean they they beat Atlanta with with Dealing with basically the same thing. And if you get a couple of turnovers, I mean, Philly's defense is good enough to win a game for him. But it's just something to watch because Mike Zimmer, okay, like, like Mike Zimmer is a really smart defensive coach. If he gets wind and he's already been notified of this, if he gets wind that Foles can't throw the ball deep because there's an injury, just watch out for it. He'll adjust his coverage and he'll bait him into stuff. And that Vikings defense is fast enough to make enough plays, those safeties are good enough, and that secondary is good enough to make enough plays to turn this into a nightmare scenario for Philly. So it's just something to watch, somebody I trust who's got enough knowledge on the situation, who has spoken to people directly involved in the conversations say that Minnesota has already been tipped off, that Nick Foles could be dealing with an injury, and an injury bad enough to where he either got shot up earlier this week or earlier last week. It's a shoulder, and he can't throw the ball deep downfield. So just something to pay attention to. Uh Jonas Knox here Fox Sports Radio 877 99 on Fox is the phone number 877 996 6369 and you can get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Um there is a there is an important event coming up here okay because succeeding At the Farmer's Insurance Open, can all come down to experience. You need to know all the angles and understand the hazards to get the job done. Whether choosing your club or choosing your insurance company, Farmer's Knows Experience Matters. That's probably why they've invited Fox Sports Radio back to broadcast live from the Farmer's Insurance Open this Wednesday. I've had a chance to go there the past couple of years at Torrey Pines. It is awesome. It is a really good time. Uh, So they do great stuff, and they're really great people to work with visit farmersinsuranceopen.com for tournament info or join the conversation at has, hashtag #fio18 hashtag #fio18 and remember at farmers they've seen almost everything so they know how to cover almost anything. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Up next there is a statistic. Okay, I'm not one for statistics or one for uh for, you know uh, uh uh, history, you know, let, let's look back in history and see, like, I, we normally don't do that kind of show here, but there's something that happened in sports this weekend, okay, that if you actually sit back and think about, it might blow your mind. All right? Find out what we're talking about next year on FSR. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. So we will have... Well, I'm going to have a, a, a bit of information in the world of sports that may surprise you, okay? And it's not often that I get surprised with things, but but this reminds me of something that happened in football a while back. So we'll get to that here coming up in just a couple of minutes. Also, we will play conference championship Sunday or no conference championship Sunday. It doesn't matter. Same time, same place, same station. Pro wrestler or porn star, Coming up less than 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. It's been called the greatest game show in the history of sports talk radio. It's even some have, some have floated or out there that it might be the greatest game show in the history of radio, period. So pro wrestler or porn star coming up less than 10 minutes from now. If you would like to be a part of the phenomenon that is pro wrestler or porn star, eight seven seven ninety nine on fox is the phone number to call. 877-996-6369. And actually, and I'll bring in Mike Mayer, our executive producer here at Fox Sports Radio. Keep an eye out because uh, Brady Quinn, my radio wife, on Sunday nights here at Fox Sports Radio, we do a show from 8 to 11 p.m. Eastern time here on FSR. Um, he said that if he is up, because you know he's on the East Coast and it's very early, but if he is up, I have given him the invite to be one of our participants on Pro Wrestler or Porn. Celebrity
4: invite, yes. I like right. it,
6: man. So I will keep you posted. That that's whether or not he is up. Um, and he is cranky enough because he doesn't want to be up this early. But uh, he is uh, he is watching his daughter. And sometimes when you're doing that, they wake up very very early. And if he can't get right back to sleep, I have said you will be one of our participants. So just just to keep an eye out, right? So I, I have uh, I have I contacted Do it. him. I do not anticipate that happening, but there is the outside chance of that possibly going down. So Maybe. Listen, Marshawn Lynch, is Brady Quinn going to call in and play pro wrestler or porn star? I don't know. Okay, well, I don't either. So if you talk to him, you let me know. Maybe he'll text me first. Yeah. I I know, man. I didn't need your approval. I got it. All right. So uh, we will get to a pro wrestler or porn star coming up uh, less than 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. Um. All right, so you ever, you ever hear a stat or something uh, in sports that catches you off guard? Like that's one of my favorite things. Like when you do an interview with somebody and you get like a big guest or something like that, I always want to ask them, like, what is one thing about you that nobody knows? Because you want to see whether or not they catch you off guard. Like something about you that nobody knows, and like sometimes you'll hear like stats or information in sports, and it'll kind of catch you know you'll take a step back and go wait no no no, no. hold on, hold on, no way that's not possible like that, that it doesn't work that way you got to be kidding me and it happened to me I remember this happening to me years and years ago. I was doing a local show a morning show in the south, and uh, it was in Charleston, South Carolina. Beautiful city. Awesome. Underrated city. Okay. By the way, one of the underrated cities to vacation at Charleston, South Carolina. Fantastic town. And I had a blast out there. And I was on this uh, local morning show there, and the discussion started happening. It was towards the end of the college football season, NFL season. And you're in the South. So college football is big in the South. So you talk a lot of college football. And then, of course, you know, uh, you you talk NFL and, and, but you know, college football is really king in the South, and one of the uh, discussions that we had that I remember caught us off guard because it was a three-man show, and um, the th- one of the guys on the show brought up the fact that at that time when we were doing the show, Alabama had never had a Heisman Trophy winner, and I remember thinking to myself like, Nah, you're come on, you're crazy. You're crazy. The, the, all these great Alabama teams, like, come on, that's 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 insane. That doesn't make any sense. No, no, no. Alabama has never had a Heisman Trophy winner. So that year had Mark Ingram, this is before Mark Ingram would go on to win it, but this was before it actually went down. Had Mark Ingram won the award, he would have been the first Alabama player in the history of the school to win the Heisman Trophy. And I was blown away by that. Because you, you think Alabama football is like one of the great powerhouse programs and, and, or, or teams, or you put it in a pro, uh, professional standpoint, uh, professional college, one of the great top ten in the world. Like, think about it, like Lakers, Yankees, Celtics, uh, Patriots, Steelers, Packers, like Alabama football is in that top ten probably. That's Maybe that's a, a list we can compile during the uh, – in, like, June or July, and we don't want to talk baseball. We can do that to fill a couple segments on the show here. I think we'll go ahead and plan ahead for that. But, like, you think about like, Alabama football, and Mark Ingram was the first Heisman Trophy winner in the history of the school. And I remember being, just thinking to myself, that totally caught me off guard. Did not expect that whatsoever. And so the reason I bring that up is because something that you may not have even expected, maybe not to that level, took place on Saturday night. So the UFC has a, a pay-per-view in Boston. So it's a big weekend in Boston. you got the AFC Championship game. You've got UFC 220 at the TD Garden on Saturday night before the AFC Championship game. And the main event was a heavyweight fight between Stipe Miocic defending his heavyweight title against just this monster of a man, Francis Ngannou, who not, I mean, recorded. This is like they recorded... How hard he punches. He hits harder than anybody in the history of the world. That's not an exaggeration. I'm not embellishing. They recorded his punch and his right hand. He hits harder than anybody in the history of the world ever documented. That includes Tyson, all the greats. This guy hits harder than all of them. That is how hard he punches. So he's fighting the defending champion Steve Miocic in in the main event, and so Miocic ends up winning the fight, avoids him. Uh, First half of the fight was pretty good. Second half, eh, you know, kind of whatever. But heavyweight fight, very exciting early on. Um, You know, guys were in trouble. I mean, you get you strap on four ounce gloves on these, you know, these heavyweights, and it's crazy what happens. Miocic, okay, became the first UFC heavyweight champion. To ever successfully defend his belt three times. Okay, think about that. Like, no heavyweight champion in the history of that organization has ever successfully defended their belt three times. And so you hear the stat, and I'm like, God, that reminds me of the, of the Alabama Heisman Trophy stat. Because it just seems like, no, there had to have been somebody along the way that, you know, ran, you know rattled off a couple. No, never in the history of the division had a champion ever successfully defended his crown three times. Like, that just goes to show you how crazy that sport is. Like, that you get guys that big who punch that hard, and you put these little baby four-ounce gloves on them, and terrible things happen to the human body. Okay? Like, terrible things happen. And he became the first ever to successfully defend his belt three times. Like, it's it's great. You hear the stat and I go, that, that does, like, you would think, like, at some point, like, somebody gets, you know, uh, chokes somebody out or there's, like, you know, like, at some point you would think, like, all these UFC pay-per-views, we're at 220 now. 220 pay-per-views. And no heavyweight's ever done it three times. Until Saturday night, so at least a little bit of history made. And by the way, Steve Abiatchich is from Cleveland, so that'll make everybody in Cleveland forget about the fact that the Cavaliers are a diaper fire defensively. Oh my god! Wow, their defense stinks. They stink. Don't worry, they got Isaiah Thomas. He'll fix it. All right. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 877 99 on Fox is the phone number. That's an important number, and here's why. It's been called the greatest game show in the history of sports talk radio. It is pro wrestler or porn star. Do not go anywhere if you've never heard it before. Find out what all the fuss is about. That's next year on FSR. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, Steve DeSager.
1: In the NBA Saturday night at Houston the Rockets beat Golden State 116-108. Chris Paul finished with 33 points and 11 rebounds. The Warriors had 19 turnovers in the loss. Oklahoma City dominated at Cleveland 148-124. to The Cavs have lost 10 of their last 14 games. Paul George with 36 points. Russell Westbrook 20 assists. And Miami trailed by 5 at Charlotte with just over 30 seconds left. The Heat won the game 106-105. to In college basketball, Oklahoma Oklahoma State in overtime beat number four Oklahoma 83 81 despite freshman Trey Young's 48 points. Houston upset number seven Wichita State. Iowa State defeated number eight Texas Tech. Kentucky ranked 18th, lost at home 66 64 to the Florida Gators, and Kansas State beat number 24 TCU. UFC victory for Stipe Miocic. I'm Steve DeSager.
6: Thanks, Steve. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to Geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Uh, Right now, though, it is time for this. Is it a pro wrestler?
0: Or a porn star? Genitalia. I love that.
6: You have an affection for big men.
0: Time to guess that name.
6: Ooh, yeah, man. it is that time. Pro wrestler or porn star here on Fox Sports Radio. We do it every single week at this time. It is what everybody wants to play. Everybody wants in on. If, By the way, if you think I'm making this up, the popularity of this game, do you think I'm lying about this, I say screw you. Call 877-996-6369 right now. 877-996-6369 right now. Guess who you're going to get? You're going to get a busy signal. And that's a 1,000 phone lines filled to the brim of people who want to show off whether or not they know pro wrestling or porn. All right. So with that being said, let's get us started here. Where should we go? I mean, there are so many options here. So many options here on Fox Sports Radio. What do we want? What do we want? Uh, Let's go... You know, let's go to uh to Brett, who is in Minnesota, listening on Fox Sports Radio. Brett, what's happening?
0: Oh not much. Getting ready to go ice fishing.
6: Nice. Now uh yeah. what do you bring oh. to go ice fishing? Do you drink beers when you go ice fishing?
2: Uh no, I, I bring buds.
6: Oh, so you smoke weed? You know it. Okay. Hey, listen, man, that is, uh, that's a loud ear, man. As long as you're not uh, operating a vehicle and you're not being reckless or dangerous about it, I'm willing to let you smoke weed uh, in the privacy of your own ice house. Now, where, do you have a, your own ice house? Is it like an Andy Gump on ice or something like that? How does that work? Uh, it's like a It's like a
0: tent with no floor. It sets up in a couple of minutes, and I got a heater, and I'm fishing within 15 minutes.
6: Now, are you going to be watching the Vikings game later on, or do you not care about football? No, nah, I'll be home. I'll be home by five forty. Uh, okay, so so you got play. You got what? Like uh, you'll have plenty of time to to get after it. You know, you you'll have some fish. Are you going? Are you going to eat the fish you catch during the Vikings game?
3: If if,
0: if I catch, they call it fishing, not catching. So okay. most of the time, right. I'm I come home empty-handed.
6: That's a fair point. I don't go fishing. I'll be honest, you, I have no idea how to do it. Uh, I've tried before and I ended up just getting drunk. So I don't, I'm not real good at it. So that's why I lean on you. All right. So he's Brett in Minnesota, ready to go ice fishing here on Fox Sports Radio. Let's go all the way out to, you know, let's go to Kyle, who's in Reno, Nevada, listening on Fox Sports Radio. Kyle, what's happening? How are we doing? Good. What do you got going on?
3: Not too much. Just read some errands.
6: All right. What kind of errands are you running at 1.30 in the morning?
3: Yeah, you don't want to know.
6: Okay, those kind of errands, huh?
3: <laughs>
6: okay, <laughs> listen, we don't need to know anymore, uh, but if you do have a body in the back of your car, uh, go ahead and pull over and uh, notify the authorities if you could, please. Perfect. Okay. All right, so here we go. Uh, this should be a fun one, I can already tell. This is Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. we got Brett in Minnesota, Kyle in Reno. This is how it works. I've got a list of names here. Alright, it's either the name of a pro wrestler or it's the name of a porn star. I'm going to start with Brett, I'm going to go to Kyle. If you guys are tied at the end of this list, we're going to go to Sudden Death Overtime. Easy enough? Yeah, absolutely. Alright, so here we go. Alright, so here we go, pro wrestler or porn star on Fox Sports Radio. Alright, Brett is in Minnesota. You are first up. Brett, the name I've got for you here is Piper Parker, pro wrestler or porn star? Porn star. Porn star. That is correct. Look at you. Ice fishing, conference championship games, and porn. All the food groups represented by Brett Uh in Minnesota as he is on the board. 1-0 here on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. Over to Kyle in Reno we go. Running errands that we don't want to know about. Kyle, the name for you here on Fox Sports Radio is Hot Stuff Hernandez. Pro Wrestler or Porn Star? Gotta be a wrestler. That is correct. You, sir, are correct. All right, back over to uh, Brett in Minnesota we go. Brett, the name for you is XS69, Pro Wrestler or Porn Star? Porn Star. That is incorrect. (laughs) No. That is a pro wrestler. Yeah, this is tricky. It's a lot more difficult than people realize. Uh, Over to Kyle in Reno we go. Kyle, looking to break the tie here on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. The name for you is Evelyn Fierce pro wrestler or porn star
3: let me go wrestler
6: that is incorrect no evelyn fierce is a porn star so while we remain tied here and we go back over to brett in minnesota here on pro wrestler or porn star on fox sports radio brett the name for you is human tornado pro wrestler or porn star pro wrestler that is correct that is correct. Brett is on the board. Yes. Woo! Human Tornado nice to is a pro wrestler. Over to uh, Kyle in Reno we go. Kyle, looking to tie things up here on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. The name for you is Low Life Louis Ramos, Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. Wrestler. That is correct. Yeah, that is correct. And that is also a wonderful name. That is, uh, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and put a star next to that one. That's a very, very good name. I'm into that. Over to Bretton, Minnesota, we go. All tied up here on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. Brett, the next name for you is Tease Knightley, Pro Wrestler or Porn Star.
0: When in doubt, go Porn Star.
6: You are correct, sir. Yes. That is a formula that Brett has come up with, and he is spot on. Okay, looking to keep things tied here on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. It is Kyle and Reno. Kyle, the next name for you is Angie Hell, Pro Wrestler or Porn Star.
0: Let's keep the track and say wrestler.
6: That is incorrect. No, Angie <laughs> yeah. Hell is a porn star. Can only imagine what those movies are like, huh? This was Locker Room Talk. All right, so back over to uh, Brett. Brett in Minnesota we go. Brett, here's the situation, all right? You can win the game if you get this correct. All right, so you've got a new... Okay, so here's what we've got, all right? So, Brett, you're in Minnesota. All right, you can win the game. You can be Stefan Diggs if you get this correct, okay? But... It's it's, It's another miracle. Yeah, but... You could also be Blair Walsh, okay? There is that. That that could possibly happen as well, too. So this is a lot riding on the line. So I don't know which one you would want to be. I personally would want to be Stefan Diggs. But we'll see how you do here, all right? So to win the game here on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star, Brett in Minnesota, the name for you is... Mercedes Martinez, Pro Wrestler or Porn Star.
0: We're going to stick with my uh, formula, and we're going to go Porn Star.
6: That is incorrect. No, that is incorrect. Mercedes Martinez is a pro wrestler. Oh boy. So here we go over to Kyle and Reno. Kyle, you can keep things tied here. If you get this correct, we are tied and we go to sudden death overtime. Thank you. All right. Thank you for what, man? I haven't you haven't given you anything. I'm, I'm going to give you the name.
3: Oh,
6: I'm just up. Okay, there Yay. you go. All right, so Kyle and Reno who's having a conversation with another human being somewhere that we don't know who is, and and I have no idea what's going on in that car, but we don't want to get into his personal business. Kyle and Reno to tie things up here. All right, you have an opportunity to tie things up here to go to sudden death overtime if you get this correct, and the name for you is Kenny Omega, pro wrestler or porn star. Wrestler. That is correct. Look at you, Kyle. Ah! Look at you, multitasking here on national radio. He's got a body in his trunk, and he's playing pro wrestler or porn star. (laughs) Impressive stuff by Kyle and Reno. So here's the situation. We have got sudden death overtime now here between Brett and Kyle, all right? I am going to say the name of the individual that's either a pro wrestler or a porn star. The first person to buzz in with their name, right? Your name is your buzzer. Will have the opportunity to take the guess and win the game. If you get it correct, you win. If you lose, the other guy wins. Easy enough. You got you it. Go. All right, so here we go. Sudden death overtime here on pro wrestler or porn star. Here we go on Fox Sports Radio.
3: Let's go while we're
6: young. Allison Wonderland. Brett. Okay, Brett in Minnesota has buzzed in first. He'll have an opportunity to win the game here. Brett in Minnesota. Another opportunity to either be Stefan Diggs or Blair Walsh. Brett, the name for you here on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star is Allison Wonderland.
0: It's got to be a porn star.
6: That is incorrect. That is incorrect. Alice in Wonderland is a pro wrestler. And with that, Brett has turned into Blair right before our very ears. And Kyle in Reno is your winner on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. Kyle, congratulations. Hey, thank you. So how are you going to celebrate, man? I'm going to root on the Eagles tomorrow in <laughs> Brett's memory. Oh, wow. That's just a, a giant oh. double bird to the city of Minneapolis in the state of Minnesota. So Kyle and Reno is your winner on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star here on Fox Sports Radio. Yay. Whew. Exciting, man. Woo! <gasps> My blood is going. By the way, Sam, your thoughts on low-life Louis Ramos. That's got to be up there. That's a top 20. Easy top 20. Ramos. <laughs>
4: yes, yes. Uh, we uh, we like the name Ramos yeah, around here. Yeah. Just
6: because... Uh, I don't know why. Yeah, Tease Nightly is also another good one. Tease that was uh the Low was, Life Louis. Yeah, Low Life Louie Ramos is really good. I think one of our coworkers is gonna get a new nickname around here. Yeah, I think that's racist. I no. think I think you're a racist for that. Ramos! Comment. Ramos! Yeah. yeah. Right. We got a lot of Ramos drops in our system for some reason. I don't yeah, know why. I can't, I can't imagine why. I don't know. All right, uh, so uh so that is uh this week's edition of Pro Wrestler porn star Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio, eight seven seven ninety-nine on Fox. You can get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox. Up next there's actually, in the NFL, if you're good, right? if you're a good team in the NFL, it ends up hurting certain people. Okay, that sounds weird. That sounds strange. But if you're a good team in the NFL, it ends up hurting certain things and certain people around the league. Find out what I'm talking about next here on FSR. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. So, um... I was thinking about this though. So the Tennessee Titans, they hire Mike Vrabel as head coach, and I actually really like the hire because and and I don't nobody knows whether or not he's going to be successful there. So I don't want to get into these. Oh, I know he's he's going to be. out. I had some moron text or tweet me uh, last hour. Saying some some uh, something on Twitter about oh, oh he's a he's a Belichick assistant he'll be gone in two years you have no idea you have no idea what you're talking about you're not a palm reader insert palm joke that we all can think of here now but like you nobody knows whether or not these guys are going to be good head coaches but I do like the idea that the that the Titans went into the the search for a head coach and they didn't they didn't fall for the well we've got to go find an offensive minded guy. That's the only path to success because we've got to find somebody to develop Marcus Mariota. They went and they hired Mike Rabel because they felt he was the best guy for the job. And I like that. I that was an approach that and I actually like the hire by Tennessee based on that. I have no idea whether or not he's going to be successful. He seems like a really smart guy. Um, take what you will from the show hard knocks, but he came off really well in hard knocks when when some coaches do not. And so I look at it and I just go, Well, you know, I, I like the hire. I mean, people can criticize, well, he's not an offensive guy, but you know, I, I do like the hire. But I think that this goes to he's gonna need to find an offensive coordinator to work and to work with and develop Marcus Mariota. We know that, right? Because Marcus Mariota has got talent, but he needs to develop and he needs to find somebody that can do that. But this is where getting a head start in this whole thing comes in, okay? Because like you've got assistants on playoff teams who end up making deep runs or win a game and next thing you know they're out and like all of a sudden either the the good coaching jobs are taken or people are having to wait around. Like this is this is why if you can get a head start at finding your head coach, they can get a head start at developing their staff and finding the people on their staff that they want. Just think about how this would have transpired, okay? Look at it like this. So let's say the Tennessee Titans and the Kansas City Chiefs, that playoff game. All right? This is this is how the NFL can go one of two directions at any moment. Let's say The opposite happens. Kansas City wins that game. All right. What happens then? Mike Malarkey gets fired. Kansas City advances. Now, all of a sudden, the Chicago Bears can't hire their head coach because Matt Nagy has to continue on with the Chiefs as their offensive coordinator for another week during that time in which the Bears hired him. So let's just say we go back in time and the opposite happens. So Kansas City advances and the Bears have to wait to talk to Matt Nagy, who they ended up falling in love with after the first meeting. So now Tennessee gets an earlier head start on trying to find their head coach. Let's say they hire Mike Vrabel then. Who do you think Mike Vrabel might think to bring in as offensive coordinator to work with Marcus Mariota. How about Mark Helfrich, who worked with him in college and had a ton of success with him? Because you know where Mark Helfrich ended up going? To Chicago to be Matt Nagy's offensive coordinator. That's where getting a head start on all this really is a benefit. Like, there are teams waiting around to try and talk, to try and hire coaches. Like Indianapolis, presumably, is waiting around to hire Josh McDaniels. Detroit's waiting around to hire Matt Patricia. Uh, the Giants are waiting around to hire Shermer out of Minnesota, Pat Shermer. Like, like, because while you're waiting around, you may know who you want, but that guy now has to wait to try and figure out whether or not he can bring in the guys that he wants for his staff. So if that one playoff game had gone the opposite way, now Mike Vrabel's looking around going, you know who I'm going to bring in to work with Marcus Mariota? I'm going to bring in Mark Helfrich. But instead, because the game went the way it went, not only did Tennessee have to wait to hire Mike Vrabel, but the Bears got a head start on their search and Matt Nagy was able to bring in Mark Helfrich a guy who a lot of people think could have a really good run in the NFL they think he's a really really bright guy it's just, it's crazy how in the NFL like one result can impact so many different things around the league like it, it's bizarre uh Jonas Knox here Fox Sports Radio uh do have great news there's a quick way you could save money switch to Geico go to geico.com and in 15 minutes you could save 15% or more On car insurance. All right, so uh, coming up next, it is the All-NFL Hour here on Fox Sports Radio. We've got major news and updates out of the NFL Conference Championship Sunday next. It is Conference Championship Sunday in the NFL, and we got a little bit of good news for A major injury that's been that has taken place this week in the NFL but then we've also got some potential bad news for one other quarterback who could be injured so we'll get to all of that here coming up in just a couple of minutes it's Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio you can listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app Sirius XM Channel 83 wherever you are right now on all of our fine Fox Sports Radio affiliates we appreciate you being part of the program as we do it all live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios we're 15 minutes minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance, visit geico.com for a free rate quote. So this is the final Sunday in which we are going to get multiple games, multiple football games to enjoy, right? So we can sit here and we can bitch and moan about the quarterbacks involved and these aren't premier top-tier quarterbacks and so on and so forth, but just soak it all up, take it all in because we are coming up on no football. All right? So I will take this over no football whatsoever. I'm not going to get greedy and I'm not going to get uh, get annoyed with the idea that there's not enough star power at the quarterback position. But the news has been made all throughout the week. All right? So we do have a bit of good news. All right? So there's a bit of good news. So the Tom Brady injury, we think, we think we know what happened with the Tom Brady injury. The culprit has been named in the hand injury. It is Rex Burkhead, right? Apparently Tom Brady, while trying to hand the ball off to Rex Burkhead, they somehow collided and it caused a gash on Tom Brady's hand. Okay, so Tom Brady... Collides with Rex Burkhead, he's got a gash on his hand, he, got, he had to have several stitches, reportedly, according to Adam Schefter of ESPN, uh, no broken bones, no ligament damage, but some stitches, wearing a glove, showed up at the press conference with a glove, And that is what we think happened with Tom Brady. That's the latest report. That's also coming on the heels of a report where uh, the webbing on his hand got split. And then another report that he had a buckle on somebody's helmet. So conflicting reports, but that's the latest one. So we'll go with the latest report just because we don't want to have to backtrack later. All right. So we'll go to the latest report on that. Now, as far as... What Tom Brady plans to do during the game, Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network said it could come down to weather, that Tom Brady, if if the weather is nice enough and it's not too cold, that Tom Brady is going to go without a glove that will just deal with it. It'll probably be, you know, there'll maybe be a bandage or whatever, but he's just going to deal with it uh, if it's not too cold. If the weather gets into the 30s there at Foxborough, according to Ian Rappaport, that the thought is he is going to wear a glove. He would ideally like to not have to wear a glove, but that is that's the latest there on the Brady injury. Now, everybody just assumes because of the Tom Brady injury that all of a sudden the Patriots are screwed. And I just, I have a hard time a really hard time believing, and I was talking about this on the show yesterday morning, that the Patriots wouldn't be able to figure this thing out. If this is something that happened in the third quarter with two minutes left and Brady suffers the hand injury, then you'd be concerned. If it's the fourth quarter or the final drive, then, you know, I'd understand being concerned. But it reportedly happened on Wednesday. You had Thursday, Friday, all of Saturday to figure out what you're going to do and how you're going to handle it. And there's nobody more prepared and nobody that makes more adjustments and makes better adjustments and has better preparation than the new England Patriots. I think a lot of this was an overreaction to the situation. Everyone making it seem like uh, all of a sudden uh, Tom Brady is captain hook and he's going to come out there with uh, with, with with one hand, like it, it just it's strange. Like I, like we're on the set of Kingpin again. I have no idea like why everything was so dramatic, but that is the latest on the Brady hand injury. Now the other part of this is not getting talked about, and this is why I still like New England, and I think New England wins this game comfortably. New England's defense in recent weeks is completely different from what we remembered. Right, like sometimes we get stuck on these narratives with teams because they played a certain way during the season, they played a certain way, and we just assume that they're just bad. That's what we assume. But the Patriots' defense the past several weeks has been really good. Okay, better than the Steeler defense, and so everybody looks at Blake Bortles and they say, "Man, you know, if Blake Bortles can just continue to play this way. Uh, you know, we like Jacksonville's chances here." And I just am not going to buy into Blake Bortles in Foxborough against Bill Belichick and that defense that has come on really strong the last several weeks. I'm not doing it. We had Payne from PayneInsider.com, NFL analyst, professional sports better with us here earlier in the show. And he talked about that Patriots defense and how they match up against Bortles.
2: It just depends what Blake Bortles we're going to get here because that wasn't the Bortles we saw the previous week in Buffalo. The key here is getting Bortles' confidence. You can see when he's struggling, his body reflects it, Um, his mannerisms reflect it. You have to get him confidence early, and I think this is the big thing, and a lot of people will talk about throwing on first down. It's how you throw on first down, and I'm not quite sure this New England defense is, let's just put it, Frank, they're not as stupid as the Pittsburgh uh, Steelers. They're not going to just bite on all these play actions. They're not going to be out of position. When Ryan Shazier goes down, hey, we're going to attack the backups. Um, we're going to manipulate their eyes. And that's what we saw that worked so well for Jacksonville on early downs where linebackers are out of position. And you see tight ends streaking across the middle of the field. You see wide receivers streaking across the middle of the field. I think New England's defense is just too smart for that. And one thing that we've seen just the last you know three, four weeks, New England's doing a fantastic job stopping the run, which they hadn't done all season, but they've done a great job the last month. Talk about the first 12 weeks of the season. New England only had eight sacks leading up to the first meeting against Miami. 33 sacks from week 12 on, so the defensive line has been much improved for New England. So
6: i, I that's why, and that was paying our professional sports better NFL analysts from earlier in the show. That's why I, I just, I'm not willing to buy into this. Everyone's jumping out with this, oh, Jacksonville's going to win the game. I just don't buy it. I'm sorry. And I know it's a great story. And I want nothing more than Blake Bortles in the Super Bowl. I think it would be really fun because people would have such a red ass about the idea of Blake Bortles being in the Super Bowl. But I cannot, cannot take Bortles and that team in Foxborough on Sunday uh, in an AFC championship game, I just can't do it. I'd be really, really surprised if that was the case. There'll be people out there that are going to give their hot takes and, oh, you Jackson, this is Jacksonville's time. That defense is scary. That defense gave up 40 plus a week ago to a team whose coach had his hip shattered at a place called the Tequila Cowboy. <laughs> like, every. Like have we forgotten about last week? Like we just forgot about that. Nobody, nobody. I mean, come on. So I, I don't want, I don't want anybody making this, this Jaguars defense out to be the eighty-five Bears. Come on, man. Like, like let's let's slow down. I know everybody's tired of the Patriots. We all want to run them out of town. But let's be honest and let's really take a step back and look at what the whole situation is. So that is that's my thinking. I, I, I like New England, obviously, in that game, uh, AFC Championship game to get to the Super Bowl, but. The other bit of information that was passed along to me that I've already gotten grief about on social media from Eagles fans, okay? So, there's we know about the Brady injury, and everyone's focusing on that and whether or not it's bad news, but I talked with somebody in regards to the NFC Championship game because I was leaning towards Philly. I thought, especially with the points, they're getting a field goal at home. In that environment, they're going to be fired up. Everybody's out to get them, and I just... I didn't know if there was enough of a difference offensively between Minnesota and Philly with those two quarterbacks that I could justify taking Minnesota to win that game on the road. I just, I, just trying to, 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 you know, think about it. And so going into that, I really believed that Philadelphia, I thought I actually was going to pick them to win that game outright. And then I was talking with somebody who, and I was mentioning this earlier in the show, and I really trust this person. And they're really connected, really connected. And this is on some information they got from a medical professional and just some things that they've been looking at. That Nick Foles is dealing with a shoulder issue, that he's dealing with the shoulder injury, and the shoulder injury is severe enough that Nick Foles either got it shot up earlier this week or he got a shot early in the week, last week, in order to play that game against Atlanta. Because the numbers for Foles, as he throws downfield, are awful. He is terrible down the field. You remember the first pass of the game that a lot of people assumed was because of the wind? He threw that ball up in the air. They got called for a pass interference against Atlanta. Everyone just assumed it was the wind. I'm hearing, and again, somebody I really trust, who's really connected, that it's because he's been dealing with a shoulder issue. And it's a shoulder issue that's been nagging him for a little while now. And he hasn't been able to do much in practice down the field, and he hasn't really been able to work that part of the offense. Now, that doesn't mean that the game's over and Philadelphia is going to lose, but it is something to watch because this person, and again, very connected, told me that, Minnesota has already been tipped off to this. That Minnesota within the last three, four days was tipped off to this information that Nick Foles, it may be dealing with a shoulder issue. Mike Zimmer's a smart defensive guy. I think they're going to adjust to that. So if you're watching this game and you're seeing Nick Foles either not throw the ball downfield or Minnesota's coverage Baiting him into throwing the ball downfield because they don't believe he can get there. It's because they were given this information. So, I mean, Philadelphia could still win this game. There could be a couple turnovers, some some fluke plays, a special team score, whatever. But that's why I've backed off, you know, making a pick and, and riding with Philadelphia plus the three because now that you hear that, it's like, well, not only are they dealing with a backup quarterback, but it's a backup quarterback with a bum shoulder. He can't throw the ball downfield. You know, what I mean, maybe they could dink and dunk their way. Uh, to a win, but now I sort of take a step back. So Eagles fans are mad about it. I've already heard on, on on social media and on Twitter. They're upset with me for even pointing it out. Don't kill the messenger. I'm passing along the information from somebody I trust. It's just something to watch out for. Uh, Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. And you can also give me on Twitter... At the Jonas Knox, I do want to tell you though about Farmers Insurance because our friends at Farmers Insurance have invited Fox Sports Radio back to broadcast live from the Farmers Insurance Open at Torrey Pines in San Diego this coming Wednesday. Visit FarmersInsuranceOpen.com for tournament info or join the conversation at hashtag FIO eighteen. That's hashtag FIO eighteen. Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio, coming up next. There's a team still remaining in the NFL playoffs that I believe owes me a little something for them being in the position that they're in, okay? If you think I'm crazy, I've got actual evidence of this. You will hear that next on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. <laughs> this is how you know. This is amazing. All right, so we're gonna get to um so there's a team that I believe owes me for being in the position they're in. All right. And I've got a legitimate argument here. It's an NFL team, one of the four remaining. But this is how you can tell that it's conference championship Sunday and nerves are really rattled. All I did was was discuss something that I heard from somebody that I trust about Nick Foles. Dealing with the shoulder injury, like I'm not gonna. You guys think I'm gonna make stuff up here? And I got people that are that are sending me tweets saying, "Well, would have been broken on local radio in Philadelphia." Listen, I, I'm not the one coming up with this information. Okay. Somebody that I trust, that's really, really connected. Okay, I'm. We're talking like this is. I'm not gonna make up make this up just to try and. You know, like I'm going to make up an injury just to just to stir some controversy on the show. But that's why I was tipped off to this on Saturday morning, having a conversation with somebody. And then you start to look back at some of the statistics and Nick Foles throwing the ball downfield. And from what I hear, and there have been uh, doctors with connections to the Minnesota Vikings who have already tipped them off to this That something is wrong with Nick Foles' shoulder. He can't throw the ball downfield. Okay, that's all I'm saying. And I heard it from somebody who has talked to a couple of people, and those people have already reached out to Minnesota and tipped them off because of this. All right, that Nick Foles is dealing with a shoulder injury. Nobody's talking about it. I've heard he either had a shot earlier this week to deal with the pain, or he had a shot earlier last week. to deal with it as well, too. He's not throwing the ball deep in practice. He's not like, this is going to be a dink and dunk offense. Like, he's got no ability to throw the ball downfield. He's got no zip on his passes. That's why. You remember last week, everybody was saying, what well, was because of the wind? You know, he was dealing with uh, with wind issues when he threw that ball downfield early on. And it was, a. It, it's like I said earlier, it looked like somebody had shot a pigeon from the press box. And it got called for pass interference. That wasn't so much because of the win. That dude can't throw the ball downfield right now. He's dealing with a shoulder injury. That doesn't mean Philly's going to lose that game. Like, it doesn't mean Philly's going to lose. It's just something to watch out for. Pass along information. You guys can get upset all you want, but just because you're nervous, I get it. You're a fan. You're nervous. You're you're worried about what's going to happen in this game. I'm trying to give you as much information as possible from people I talk to that I trust. And, and somebody I trust, who's as connected as anybody I know, is telling me, listen, watch out. Foles has got a shoulder injury. Like, it's not being talked about, but people have already been tipped off in Minnesota about it, and that could impact the way Mike Zimmer and that defense decides to play Nick Foles in that offense. Just something to watch out for. That's it. That's it. But they are very, uh, very worked up. Eagles fans are very fired up, but it doesn't take much to fire them up. Um, 877-99 on Fox. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. So I did see this by the way, that um, the Minnesota Vikings have trademarked the uh, the, the Minneapolis Miracle and Minnesota Miracle, that they've trademarked that. They're going to go ahead and trademark that. Um, I think the Vikings owe me. I think they owe me big. Now, I don't know if you were aware of this, but while the chaos was taking place in Minnesota last week that got the Vikings to this point, uh, playing against Nick Foles, the guy who's got one arm. But again, I don't want to spend too much time on the Nick Foles injury. He's got one arm, though. But while that was going on, There were a lot of different versions of what happened. The Stefan Diggs touchdown, the miracle, you know, this trademark goes all the way back. So I want you to listen to three different versions, okay? Three different versions because I have a fourth, but I want you to listen to three different versions of how it sounded. Okay, let's first go to the home call. All right, this is the Vikings radio network on the Minneapolis miracle last Sunday.
0: Case on a deep drop, steps up in the pocket, he'll fire to the right side, caught by Diggs, Stay oh, it got oh my god, loose, oh, my the 30, no K, way. touchdown, oh. are you what kidding me, miracle finish. it's a Minneapolis no miracle, step on Diggs, and the Minnesota oh, Vikings god. have lost up on the New Orleans Saints, it's a 61-yard Minneapolis
6: miracle. All right, so Paul Allen... I think was probably the first to come up with that phrase. All right? So this this trademark should actually be Paul Allen. He should be the guy, the voice of the Vikings on the Great Vikings Radio Network. He should be the guy who gets the, the gets the reaps the financial rewards of this calling it out Minneapolis Miracle Minnesota Miracle. So Paul Allen should actually be the guy trademarking it. But so there you hear that. So you great call Paul Allen one of the best to do it. Then you've got the opposite side, the Saints Radio Network on the call. Here's
0: Keenan, dropping, looking, throwing near sideline, and it's caught by Stefan Diggs. He's going to take it inside the 15, 10, 5, touchdown
4: on the final play of this game. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? He could have came up and just tackled him. He stuck,
6: put his head down, and he didn't step out of bounds, Jim. They're going to review it, but he didn't step out of bounds so utter depression in new orleans saints radio network if you're a saints fan i apologize for playing that again but i'm getting to a bigger point here all right and then you heard joe buck and troy aikman on the call for fox they also had their own version of the minneapolis miracle he steps into it
0: passes is caught Dinks. sideline touchdown unbelievable
6: So those are all broadcast professionals. All of them are broadcast professionals. And you wonder, man, like which one of those broadcast crews are responsible for the Vikings getting to the NFC title game? And um, I can answer that. Uh, That would actually be myself and my radio wife on Sunday nights, Brady Quinn, because we were on the air when the Minneapolis miracle happened. And this is the most professional-sounding call of a giant moment in Minneapolis sports history that you will ever hear last week on Fox Sports Radio. The first down doesn't matter in this case because you only have a couple more downs and it might have to be uh, a five or, or ten yard out only because uh, one the time element you know I have 10 seconds uh, but to the pass rush right now I mean the Saints are really getting after this offensive line for the Vikings. And stupid. I mean, the, the the crummy part about all this is Minnesota, and, and we're just going to crack jokes and bust balls while there's a team whose playoff fate is on the line. As Case Keenum is back to throw it, going deep right side. And, uh, oh, my God, he caught it. Stephon Diggs just scored. That ball and he's going to score. you got to be kidding me. And the game is over. Stephon Diggs just scored on it unbelievable <laughs> you've got to be kidding me couple of broadcast oh, no. professionals the there Twenty nine, twenty four. that's how it's done couple of broadcast professionals there so if you want to know who the hell's responsible for that Minneapolis miracle Brady Quinn and myself As Brady Quinn sounds like he was a a three-pack-a-day smoker (laughs) since he was eight years old, and he is totally humiliated by that audio. But that's what he gets. He didn't call in to play pro wrestler or porn star last hour, so we'll simply point out uh, the worst moment in his broadcasting career. Uh, By the way, we will be on again. At, uh, from 8 to 11 p.m. Eastern time during the NFC title game here on Fox Sports Radio. So if you want to give it a listen, we'll be cracking some jokes Yay. and having some fun. Live Bet Jesus will be on board. It'll be a lot of fun, man. Just do yourself a favor and listen to it. All right, 877-99 on Fox. Jonas Knox coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Up next, um, we will answer very important questions. A, a somebody involved... In the AFC Championship game, got hammered on Saturday night. All right. Absolutely hammered on Saturday night. We've got the proof. That's next here on Fox Sports Radio. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, it's Steve DeSager.
1: More upsets in college basketball on Saturday. Oklahoma State in overtime edged fourth-ranked Oklahoma 83-81 despite the 48 points from freshman Trey Young of the Sooners. At Houston, the Cougars upset number 7 Wichita State 73-59, and at Iowa State, the Cyclones dominated eighth-ranked Texas Tech 70 to 52. Florida picked up a 66-64 win at 18th-ranked Kentucky. Kansas State beat number 24 TCU 73-68. In the NBA feature matchup, Houston over Golden State, 116-108. to 108. Earlier, Oklahoma City dominated at Cleveland, 148-124. to 124. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car-buying experience. A UFC victory for Stipe Miosic and the Tennessee Titans. New coach is Mike Vrabel. I'm Steve DeSager.
6: Thanks, Steve. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Um, so we are going to play uh, another edition of Would You Rather coming up here in just a couple of minutes, but I do want to get to this because we noticed something. So we were trying to find out what the latest was on Tom Brady's injury. And so as we were uh, kind of just Doing our research and you know getting these conflicting reports on this hand injury. Adam Schefter of ESPN reported on Saturday night that Tom Brady uh, was handing the ball off to Rex Burkhead. Uh, he got stitches, uh, cut his hand on. They collided. Whatever. Uh, no structural damage, no bone break, no um, no ligament damage. Just stitches on the hand. Ian Rappaport reports that Brady is going to wear a glove if it's cold enough, but if the weather is is warm enough and not in the 30s that he's going to go without a glove. So, you know, it's going to I I think it's going to end up being a lot to do about nothing, but that is the latest the latest report on the Tom Brady hand injury. But then Robert Kraft, the owner for the Patriots, was talking with WBZ TV on Saturday night. And um, I'll be honest with you. Okay? It really does sound like Bob Kraft is bombed out of his mind. Now, there's a UFC event in town. It's Patriots All Access, uh, AFC Championship game. Maybe he wanted to kill some of the nerves, so he decided to take out a couple of buddies of him, uh, first name Jim, last name Beam, first name Jack, last name Daniels. Regardless, it does sound like Bob Kraft, owner of the Patriots, got after it on Saturday night.
3: I got to bring up the topic because it's a hot topic, hand ammonium. Hand When you found out oh, that, that this- your quarterback was hurt, did your heart skip a beat or are you okay? Uh, well, more than my heart. <laughs> and, um, you know, uh, I actually was in Florida for a day and a half, and I was out in a restaurant, and... Uh, I got a call from my favorite quarterback, FaceTime, and uh, saw saw his situation. So then I got up here quickly and uh, to see firsthand. And um, I saw him throw a few out at practice, and uh, it made me feel a lot better. Made you feel better, but it's still a challenge, you know. Uh, it was an unfortunate force majeure item and uh, so now we hope for the best. He's a real competitor as we all know and uh, you know, we have a pretty good balanced team and yeah. sometimes these issues help you bring the team together too.
6: So that was Patriots owner Bob Kraft on Saturday night courtesy of WBZ Um Now I don't want to get reckless and say that he was drunk because maybe he wasn't. Maybe I, I have no idea. But it does sound like he had been drinking uh, after the AFC championship game. He was on the podium, and, and I remember being on the air during the AFC championship game afterwards last year, and it sounded like he was drinking. So I just wanted to point that out. Um, guy on Twitter writes in and says, Dear Mr. Kraft, learn to handle liquor or lay off the sauce. Sincerely, Ted Kennedy. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, All right. um, It is that time for this
4: life gives you
0: lemons, just say the lemons and fail. Hey, Jonas, you want to play a little game?
4: Things are about to get real
0: dark real quick. We want to know what poor fool would you rather be in
6: our latest edition of Would You Rather? Oh, this is always good stuff. Uh, For that, we turn it over to executive producer Mike Mayer with the hot,
4: burning questions. On Conference Championship Sunday. All right, Mike, what do we got? All right, so, yeah, these, these are a couple burning ones. We're going to start right off at the the big game, Patriots and Jags, 3.05 Eastern time. So, Patriots lose this game, Jonas. Would you rather be Tom Brady or Bill Belichick? <laughs> oh,
6: man. If they lose. Ooh, that's tough. Um... Well, okay, this is because there's a couple of different sides to this. Now, you could say if they lose, you'd rather be Belichick because maybe he could you know, do the whole, see, told you so, and he could kind of point out to uh, to Bob Kraft after Bob Kraft gets done paying his tab that, uh, that he shouldn't have traded Jimmy Garoppolo. So you could understand that, but then at the same time, Brady goes home to Giselle. I'd still rather be Brady.
4: There you go. Yeah, That's I, I got to
6: go, Brady. I good. just think age, there's more to live for at this point. I'm going to go, Brady.
4: Yeah, I, I, I'm with you on that. All right, so <laughs> I'm, I'm, and that's probably the, the reaction it'll have. Like, uh, yeah, you know what? I got control of the franchise. Yeah, I got, I got uh, the other quarterback running out of town. All right, so you've mentioned this outside of Stipe Miocic, It has not been a good, it has not been a good couple of months for Cleveland sports. So I've got to ask you: who Would you rather be Jonas? Would you rather be Cavs head coach Ty Lu or Browns head coach Hugh Jackson?
6: Oh, Hugh Jackson. Oh, yeah, Hugh Jackson. Come on. First of all, th- this is what a golden position Hugh Jackson is in, right? If they go 2-14 and 14 next year, it's a 200% increase on their wins. <laughs> like, think about that. That's like... That's how bad they are. So you can only get better from here. Teron Liu is just dealing with so so much chaos. And there's always chaos surrounding LeBron. I'd rather
4: be Hugh Jackson. Give me Hugh. Yeah, okay. I I like that, yeah. Even though, yeah, giving up 148 points, that was not a good look for the Cavaliers. So, yeah, uh, let's get to the NFC title game. Who would you rather be uh, the NFC South quarterbacks that were eliminated last week? Matt Ryan or Drew Brees?
6: Uh, that's okay. Who would I rather be?
4: Uh now, is this from from the standpoint from uh, the standpoint of your watching this game, knowing that you both were eliminated in a heartbreaking fashion?
6: Oh, I'd rather be uh, Matt Ryan. If I'm Drew Brees, it just pisses me off because I'm looking at it going, how did we lose that game? I did my part. I drove them down the right. field. Although, here's the other part of the Minneapolis miracle that we've been talking about this hour so much of that that people don't point out. If Stefan Diggs catches that ball on the sideline and he gets pushed out of bounds, he's at the 33, I think. That's a 50-yard field goal. And Forbath had been on fire. So it's not like that play determined the outcome of the game. It does in history. But if you would have gotten out of bounds and say the tackle was made by the Saints defender, Williams, then it still would have been a field goal attempt from 50 yards. I mean, and I think you probably would have made it. So let's, you know, Dennis Allen, the defensive coordinator, you can be as critical of him on the defensive call on that. So I would say I'd rather be Matt Ryan because if I'm going to lose, I'd rather get blown out. I don't want to have my heart ripped out, stomped on, and then urinated and defecated on afterwards.
4: Way to put it there. All right. So. The Jags in the AFC title game, uh, one season after, they were 3-13. and They were terrible. Like, the Jags were a joke for a long time. So, if you're watching the AFC championship game, which former Jags head coach would you rather be, Gus Bradley or Jack Del Rio?
6: Oh, which would I rather be? Um, Wow, that's tough. Uh, pr- you know what? Probably... Del Rio because there's not a direct correlation between him and this current team like this defense is good for Jacksonville no doubt about it and they've drafted high so many years in a row and they've gotten free agents to sign there in Jacksonville Uh, but I would that would bother me if I'm Gus Bradley I think that that would probably bother me because I would look at that and go God were we that close were we that close and I didn't get it done you know, like, that's going to be, and he was given every opportunity there. He stayed a lot longer than than any other coach would have kept his job with the record that he had there. Shad Khan stood by him. But I would probably say I, I would rather be Jack Del Rio because I don't have to look at that with any reminders of how close I was before. But if I'm Gus Bradley, that just pisses me off.
4: Yeah, and Jack Del Rio actually took that team to the playoffs, too. So He's like, yeah, yeah so what? I've done this, too. So. Yeah, exactly. All right, and then the last one for me, uh, in the build-up to the NFC title game, uh, We heard uh, from Nick Foles. You mentioned Nick Foles earlier in this hour. Uh, Nick Foles said he wanted to retire after spending a year under Jeff Fisher with the Rams. Mm -hmm. So, Jonas, if you're a quarterback, do you rather play for Jeff Fisher or recently fired Tennessee Titans head coach Mike Malarkey? Oh, man. Um,
6: (laughs) Oh, wow. You know what? Only because I walked by him in the mall last week... (laughs) All right, so him and I have that in common. Uh, I'm going to go Jeff Fisher. I'd there rather play for Jeff Fisher. I walked by Jeff Fisher in the mall. He was leaving the Apple store in Thousand Oaks, California. He was drinking a coffee, um, and his, hair, his his beard was very gray. Um, but he looked relaxed, wearing a lumberjack shirt. He looked, looked totally relaxed, totally calm. So I'm going to go with a little bit of loyalty since we sort of shop at the same places. Um, but by the, by the way, this is also a trick, and I swear to God it works. And I was, I was telling Brady Quinn this last week. If you walk by the Apple store, just do this. Hey, geek! 300 people turn around. Like, everybody thinks you're talking to it. It's, it's amazing what happens at an Apple store. No! So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'll go with Jeff Fisher. I'll have some loyalty. We both shop at the same place. So, there it is. That is uh, another edition of uh, Would You Rather here on Fox Sports Radio. Well done by Mike Mann. Um, Mike Jonas Knox here on FSR from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. You can get me on Twitter at Knox. Up next, it is the latest installment of a wonderful, wonderful addition to the show that we call the Prop Bet Monsters. You will not believe what you can actually make money on by watching these two NFL games. That's next here on FSR. Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Coming up here in just a couple of minutes, we will have another edition of the Prop Bet Monster, where we pick and create our own prop bets for the NFL games. So we've got a couple of those for each game, the AFC and the NFC Championship games. So we'll get to those here uh, in just a couple of minutes. Want to let you know that uh, Andy Furman and Brian Noe are waiting in the green room And they will be uh, on the air coming up in about 11 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio as they get you set up for conference championship Sunday in the NFL. So it'll be Furman and No coming up here uh, 11 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Andy Furman is already in, um, in a mood as he has already been tweeting at me. He wakes up really early in the morning on Sundays because he's nervous about the show. The guy's been doing radio for 71 years. Okay? Literally seventy one years. He's a liar. I'm not lying. It's something like that. And he still gets the nerves every single time he does the show. So what what does he do? Because he can't handle the nerves like a normal human being. A normal human being, if they get nervous before a big event, they just drink. You heard Bob Kraft earlier. Good Christ.
2: JMB straight.
6: Yeah. Normally, when people get nervous before a big event, they just drink. You know what Andy Furman does? He bullies me on social media. He bullies me on Twitter. Spit in your face. So, ten minutes from now, you'll hear uh, Andy Furman and Brian Know here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, I would also like to Can't point out—I mentioned this—that um, that I think the Minnesota Vikings owe me for their success. Uh, I was on the air with Brady Quinn. When uh, the the Minneapolis miracle happened last weekend, and then it occurred to me I was also on the air here at Fox Sports Radio when Teddy Bridgewater's leg almost fell off. So um, I, now that I think about it, maybe they do not. Maybe that's not a good thing. You know what I mean? So this could go either way. So it'll be the tiebreaker coming up tomorrow. Brady and I will be on the air 8 to 11 p.m. Eastern time during the Vikings Eagles NFC Championship game. Right now, though, it's time for this.
0: Here to feed your degenerate gambling soul, (laughs) the (laughs) (laughs) prop-bet-monster, AFC Championship, Jaguars at Patriots. First mention of Tom Coughlin beating Bill Belichick twice in the Super Bowl, over or under halftime.
6: All right, now this is going to get interesting because the Brady hand injury is a big story. How soon do they show Coughlin in the press box to when they bring this up? Um, I'm going to go under. I'll take under halftime. I think it'll happen in the first half in this game. Uh, I'll go with the under. Sam? I'm going to say over. Okay. Any reasoning behind that?
4: Uh, Because of the hand stuff. Okay. You know. He's got a meat hook on there. <laughs> By the they way, talk I, w- about
6: that. I wish people would uh, could see how you made a hand gesture just now. Very inappropriate. Okay, I did. I did <laughs> yeah, a hook. Very inappropriate. No, it's not what you did. <laughs> uh, uh, Stump. Uh, yeah, Charger security guard. Just think that, and that'll paint the vision. I just got loose wrists. Uh, that's all. Yeah,
4: I know. Don't we all, uh, Mike Mayer? Uh, I'm going to ride with you. I'm going to say under. Okay. Next up,
0: which do you see first during the broadcast? A Blake Bortles interception. Bill Belichick pulling a challenge flag from his sock. Shad Khan's ponytail or Aaron Hernandez. Oh
6: man. Oh God. Um. Whew. Probably not gonna see Hernandez. I will just because I think it's funny when he does it, I'm gonna go Belichick pulling a challenge flag from his sock. I'll do that. Sam?
4: Uh, For the sake of diversity here, uh, I'll go with um, just mixing up our answers. I'll go Shad Khan's ponytail. Okay, Mike Mayer? I'm going with Shad Khan's ponytail
6: as well. Wow, okay. I'm on the minority. All right, next up.
0: (laughs) 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 NFC Championship Vikings and Eagles. Which Philadelphia celebrity is shown first at the game? Bradley Cooper, Joel Embiid, Kobe Bryant, Will Smith, or Lenny Dykstra?
6: God, I really want it to be Lenny Dykstra because he's such a maniac, and I used to get uh, my car washed at Lenny Dykstra's car wash, and then he went bankrupt, and now he's just a wild man. Um, By the way, you ever heard him on Howard Stern? <laughs> Guy's got problems, man. Uh, all right, uh, which Philadelphia celebrity do I? Okay, I'm going to go Bradley Cooper. I'll go Bradley Cooper. How's that? Mike Mayer? Uh, I'm going to
4: go with Joel Embiid.
6: Okay. Uh, Iowa Sam. I'm also going to go with Embiid because of the the Rihanna stuff that's come out. So he's definitely in the news. All right. Well, you guys are both gone because I believe they're on the road. So, (laughs) yeah. Too late, pal. All right. Next one. We're not playing for a sack
0: anymore. Next one. First mention of the Sam Bradford trade between the two teams. Over or under? Halftime. Oh, under.
6: Yeah, they'll get that in. Uh, Joe Buck will work that in uh, with Troy Aikman sitting next to him. I'm going to go with the under. Sam? Under. Uh, Mike Mayer. Under. Easy. Alright, and there it is. That is uh that is the Conference Championship Edition of the Prop Bet Monster here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, Alright, so this uh been a, been a fun preview of Conference Championship Sunday. I will be back on the air with Brady Quinn coming up from 8 to 11 p.m. Eastern Time. We'll have all the latest from around the NFL and uh, and good uh, postgame stuff there. I want to thank uh, Steve DeSager, who really busted his ass during this show here doing national updates. Uh, Mike Mayer, and I want to thank Iowa Sam a fun show thanks for everybody who listened Andy and Brian No next year on FSR Jonas son of a bitch